We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast happy weekend happy saturday your saturday crew is here once again i am jason perone of the pack a day podcast game on wisconsin and the quick slants podcast here with matt fralick of the Packet A podcast and the Final Dump podcast at Game On Wisconsin. Matt, in the state of Wisconsin, happy December to you. Thank you, sir. It's been fairly moderate thus far. We had a little snow this past weekend. One of the, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, it's all melted. It snowed again. It's still gone. So we're trying to get that thaw in the ground. That's what really has to make it stick. You wouldn't know anything about, you know, freezing temps below the, uh, the, I guess the ground level, Jason. But uh, once you get that that permathaw or that permafrost in there, I guess then that's really when it, we start building those inches along the way here. But uh, I can still see my grass outside, so it's still a non traditional December in uh, in Wisconsin. No, that's for sure. For sure, you said the snow is starting to fall, and I got a big smile on my face. I grew up there. I mean, I, li- I lived. You know, I lived in uh, <laughs> in the greater Milwaukee locale, so I had, had my share of winters, and I spent a year and a half in in Minnesota, which is another brand of winter as well. We were actually just talking talking about January football, hoping that there's yeah. going to be some games at Lambeau Field and uh, how we stay warm through that. So, well, without any further ado, as you know how this show has to start, Matt, it's got to start with the weather report. Got two, uh, as, as I said, we always go as far east as possible. So our friend Alex out in Poland, we have a late fall, said at an inch of snow last week, but it is all melted. It's sunny, low 30s Fahrenheit. More clouds coming out this weekend. So that is the weather in Poland. I'm always curious what it's like in Europe because, you know, it's like, do they get snow? Do they not get mm-hmm. snow? I guess, I guess they do. So because they're up there, kind of in that northern hemisphere. And then, uh, well, then, then, then it's you. Then we got to go to the great state of Wisconsin, the Dairyland State of WI, where there is no football to be played this weekend. But how are we looking in, in, in Green Bay? Otherwise, as far as like, how's the rest of the weekend Look yeah, like no, it's it's kind of similar to this past weekend where it was like snow, precipitation one day, little, little 
uh, a little overcast, maybe some sun. It seems like the temperature is a little bit warmer from last week, if I remember. Right now, as a recording, it's 38. Uh, feels like 29, so not too bad. We had some like morning snow showers this morning, but they, it really was nothing. It was like maybe a couple flurries. Looked like it was going to pick up. Um, Saturdays, today you guys are listening. It's going to be pretty, pretty nice. 30, high of 35, uh, no precipitation at all. It's been a lot windier though. Like wind winds up to 20 miles an hour at shows, and it's been like that for the last couple of weeks. But that's pretty traditional. And then through the weekend, again, like I mentioned from last weekend, similar here Sunday, maybe some rain, maybe some sleet, maybe some snow. All in all, though, like whatever precipitate does come down, just be careful. The roads, you know, it's we're getting to that point where once that sun goes down, it gets a little bit brisker out. You can get that that glare ice uh, around you know around town when you're stopping on the highway or whatever. But nothing too crazy it's above 32 degrees for every day for the high so that's that's a win for me at this point that's true keeping the icy stuff off the roads for you right Mm-hmm. and then i'm actually even looking a little bit further ahead tuesday high of 14 uh that's <laughs> that pisses me off Here so uh hopefully that changes but i will definitely remember that come tuesday well that is uh perfect because i think that is the well it's typically the players off day but that would be the first day that a lot of these packer players are coming back to green bay so yeah. they're gonna get a quick reminder especially the rookies of what life is like in the winter time here in green bay that's supposed to be an advantage for the home team, so we'll see if it indeed is. 78 degrees and sunny here in Phoenix. We'll just graze right over that. Thank you so much. I will send some your way. I won't gloat. And then our friend Harry in Kamloops, Canada, Western Canada. Sunrise is 7.44 a.m., but he reminds us that on his side of the mountain, there's no direct sunlight. And the sunset is, you ready for this, Matt? Mm-hmm. 3:59 p.m. Damn. Local time. Not even before, not even after 4 o'clock. That's brutal. Yep. Yep. And uh, he said that uh, it's a high of 32, low of 19. So it, okay. there's it's winter. It's winter time. It is what it is. Yeah. It's December. That's kind of how it goes. So here's the other here's the other question for you, Matt. In your yep. household, yep. is the Christmas tree up? Well, first of all, do you celebrate Christmas? And secondly, is the Christmas tree up or not yet? I do celebrate Christmas. Uh, my girlfriend has a Christmas tree. She said we were going to put it up at some point. It is not up yet. Uh, I think we do get an out because there's not really snow on the ground thus far. There's no presents to be put under there. So maybe I need to start buying presents, wrapping them to have a place to put them. So uh, no tree as of yet. We just haven't put it up. It's a fake tree. So it's that's an easy that's an easy transition. So I'm going out into the woods and cutting it and hauling it in the house and all that. Got it. All right. Very good. And I'm, mine's not up either. So I guess okay. we'll, at some point we'll do that. My son has been vacationing with his mom and her family in Hawaii. So while he hasn't been here, there hasn't been the same usual motivation to put. Speaking of speaking of weather in Hawaii, they're getting like snow right now. You know that, right? Like they're oh, getting yeah. like a huge snowstorm or something going on, like like a foot of snow. They're supposed to get like today, tomorrow or something crazy like that. Who knows if it'll stick? But that was something I saw this morning, which is pretty bizarre. That's awesome. I love it. I'll make sure to I'll make sure to give him a hard time. He's mm-hmm. he's on his way back. He's got a big soccer tournament today. Sweet. So. He's on his way back. He's going to get off the pl- walk right off the plane and then play in, in three soccer games. So I guess when you're eight years Damn. old, you can do stuff like that. So, All right, so no Packers football. But a couple topics we want to talk about. There were some whispers, not, not totally verified, but there was an Instagram post by Zadarius Smith. said it's about that time. There's been some chitter-chatter about, will Zadarius be back soon? Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari. A lot of questions to be asked. 
Matt, the bye week was a big target for some of these guys who were injured, as it is commonly when teams think about bringing somebody back. And the Packers are very conservative with their medical staff. And so it was like, okay, if you can get through the bye week and and survive, you get that extra week off, then they can come back and they're fresher for the rest of the way. So let's talk about those three guys, because Mm -hmm. those they were big contributors. They've been big contributors. They're three of the best players on the when they're healthy. They're three of the best players on the on the team over the past couple seasons. And if somebody had told you before the Packers kicked off against New Orleans, hey, they're going to be without David Bakhtiari through the bye week. They're not going to have Zadarius Smith for most of that time. And Jair is going to play less than half of those games. How would you have thought the Packers would have fared up to this point? Go go back and I'm asking early September, Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, early September, Matt, was like kind of fretting about David Bakhtiari not being activated for game one, to be honest. Like, I reflect back on that a lot. Like, and I talk about that on, on Pack Day and Final Dump a lot, where it's like that end of August, you were really, I was at least chomping a bit like, what's this offensive line going to look like? How are they going to make this work with Elton? Like, they got Josh Myers in there now. Like, what's the right side? And like, just David Bakhtiari alone not playing in week one or even pre-week one, I was like, ah, that kind of worries me a little bit. And if you were to tell me Zadarius was out, and at the time I think he was nursing that back, but it was like, you know, we'll, we'll, it was we were gonna it was gonna be touch and go, right? We weren't overly concerned. So you kind of had at least a a, a grumbling of what that could have become at this point in week thirteen. But the Jair one would have threw me for a loop, right? Because like we hadn't seen Eric Stokes yet, we didn't he didn't play in the preseason at all. Kevin King. Um, I guess the the narrative around Kevin King was still based off of how his uh, playoff run went, and that was subpar. And you know anything in Kevin King's career is always hampered by injury. And they had been bringing in guys left and right off the street, right? We uh, from Yadam to Rasul Douglas, who was signed later. Like there was just a constant influx of like cornerbacks coming in. So I would have been freaking out to be honest. Like there's no way you would have told me this team had only lost three games. I would have guessed they probably at this point would have lost five, maybe a game or two above 500. Uh, if that if that was the case, and like additionally outside of your your uh, your scenario here, your example, like there's many other guys along the way that have been banged up or aren't on this active roster anymore too. So, uh, flashback to I guess Labor Day week, and I would have been freaking out. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I'm I'm the king of when healthy, if healthy injuries. It just just it's so gutting to me, and I would have just said, okay, pack it up. We'll see you next year. It's yeah, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for this team. They're not going to be able to survive, but. <laughs> They have absolutely been able to survive, and we have learned a lot about this team, this front office, this coaching staff, and it's all been really good things. They have done a marvelous job. I don't know how much of it's luck. If you look at a guy like Roswell Douglas, I mean, Matt, they're talking about, we got to get this guy extended already. And I'm like, how about if we still (laughs) focus on Devontae and Jair? Um, yeah. You know, those those key guys. But yeah, I mean, Russell Douglas, Devondre Campbell, they've got a, the Packers have a growing list of of things they need to address when the season's over. But hopefully it's going to be quite some time before that happens. So of those three guys, mm-hmm. Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, Zadarius Smith, it looks like there's still a chance all three of them could come back or, or one or two or three of them could come back. So the burning question is, and I know you talked about this a little bit over on Final Dump. And again, everybody, if you're not listening into final dump over game on Wisconsin shame on you add that to your listening list and add quick slants podcast while you're at it too if I could throw 100%. a shameless plug in there which of those three is going to be most important for the Packers to get back 
in order for them to accomplish what we hope they accomplish this season, which obviously is to get to and win a Super Bowl. I will leave it at that blank canvas. Which of the three you have to pick one is most important. Yeah, and then I'm gonna. St- I slept on my answer. Right, it's from when I recorded 24 hours ago, and I'm gonna stick with it. Um, it's to me like, and I'll I'll give the same examples, right? Maybe I'll sprinkle in a couple other ones I thought about while I was sleeping. But like, first and foremost, David Bakhtiari, as much as impactful as he is, and if you have told me over Labor Day that he wasn't gonna be on this team, I would have been pretty concerned. Um, but up until this point, it, he hasn't been that big of a, a player that's been missed. Aaron Rodgers has stayed upright for the most part. There hasn't been any like detrimental games where he's just been you know chased around and you know getting thrown to the ground and getting hit and whatnot. That hasn't really ever happened. The run game's been able to to establish the run. We've been able to pass really really well. Um, the one argument you could make, and I feel like there it's a valid argument, is that since. Um, you know, this team's done really, really well with the offensive line, but Elton Jenkins has only missed one game thus far. So let's see how that transitions into the colder months when you have to run the ball more, when maybe pass rushing becomes a little bit um, more of a priority. So you could make that argument, I think, and say that, you know, without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, it could be it could be detrimental to this team. But I, I don't think David's as impactful as we I might have thought uh, end of August. Uh, the Zadarius Smith one, it, it sucks. And maybe some of it's recency bias where I'm like, you know, I really haven't seen Zadarius impact the field all that much in 2021. I mean, frankly at all, he's been, I don't even know how many snaps he had, but I can't imagine it's a significant amount in those limited snaps he had, uh, right now, Rayshon Gary is super, super solid getting after the passer. Preston Smith has exceeded expectations. You're getting contributions up the middle from Kenny Clark, who's having a, a phenomenal year. Once again, under the radar, Lancaster has been all right. Dean Lowry has been all right. Yeah. Unfortunately, Whitney Merciless goes down. You'd probably like to see another pass rusher in there. Um, and it'll it'll kind of be a little touch and go here as we get uh, hopefully Zadarius back on the active roster with Rayshon's elbow. Like that's that's going to be a huge thing if he gets tweaked again or for God's sakes, Kenny Clark or Preston or anyone else I already mentioned gets banged up. That's that's going to screw some things up as well. But I still stick with Jair Alexander being the most important because up to this point, Kevin King has been. He's been Kevin King. He's been on the field. He's been off the field. He's been he's been decent, and then he's been absolutely just horrible. Like it's in most of it's been injury related. So I'll give him a break there. But we've been giving him a break for how many years? Rasul Douglas has been a blessing in disguise for this team. Uh, made some huge plays. I think that Arizona game might come down to a determining factor for the uh, number one spot in getting the the buy in the first round in the home field advantage. But also, like, even as great of a play in that pick six he had in the Rams game, he followed up with dropping a pick later, giving up a few plays also after that play. So it's like it, he's still trying to figure it out. And I don't think he's like extend Rasul Douglas. I'm not into that camp yet. Like you said, let's pay some other guys first. Um, and outside of that, like Eric Stokes, hell of a football player, a rookie cornerback, though you can't necessarily trust all that much. He makes up for some of his um, inadequacies as far as scheme, as far as footwork with speed, which is fine. Like you can't teach that. But at, at the end of the day, as you transition um, into these you know, December games and specifically once we get into the playoffs, you assume you're going to go up against the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, 
some combination of those teams, right? And those teams have really, really damn good receiving cores. And if our receiving core, or if our cornerback room is going up against the likes of those trios that each team has, I don't really like how Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes in a potentially injured, healthy Kevin King stacks up without Jair Alexander. I, I think he's at, he's by far the most important because they've had games specifically the uh, Cardinals game where that team was really, really banged up. They were still able to kind of be able to move the ball, uh, not even at will, but when they needed to and actually had to you know, push the game to extend the game. But also the Vikings game where it was like Justin Jefferson, whatever the hell he wanted. And that's with the Kirk Cousins and really not a supporting cast that's you know all that great to the caliber of the teams I already mentioned. So I think it's for me it's Jair. I would be open to the argument on the the other ones. Um, I think there's a great argument for both, but right now I'm going with 23 because I want to see him get on the field and at least shut down a third of it, a half of it, and be able to have that versatility in the Joe Barry defense that they could have come playoff time. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and here's here's the thing I'll say as I'm as I'm listening to all your points, which are very all very well taken, is the Packers have not been a Super Bowl in ten last ten years. The problem is is that they've had really good teams, and you have a really good team, and you're in good shape until you're not. And you have to. It's a different type of game when you get into the playoffs. It's a mm-hmm. different type of game when you go from the divisional cha- round to the NFC Championship game, and that's been the Packers' bugaboo. They have not been able to figure out that game. You cannot win that game without your best players. And you can make a case that Rashawn Gary's ascension 
And if his arm continues to heal and he can get rid of that brace and play reckless like he's been, and I mean reckless in a good way, then maybe they can survive without Zadarius Smith. Because a back injury, and I'm telling you, he had back surgery. I don't know all the details. That's hard. It's hard to come from, uh, come back from. And anytime you have back and core injuries, those things linger. It's like a real bad hamstring. Those things linger. They don't go away. But I think the Packers can survive because they've been getting. But that means Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith not only have to stay healthy, they have to stay 100%. Because if they're not, there's nothing behind them. The depth at, at pass rusher is just not what, what we needed to be. And even when, even when Whitney Merciless was there, he was not the Whitney Merciless that we're used to. He was effective, but not, not incredibly great. And if, if it's no Z and either Preston or Rashawn Gary go down, assuming that there's no COVID issues, it's Jonathan Garvin who doesn't have a lot of stats or a lot of, a lot of production to his name. Tipping Nalaya. I keep, I'd like you hit it every week. I can't say it without laughing. I can't say it without laughing because I probably mispronounce it, but you got, you got that. If they try Oren Burks, who's not a pass rusher out there, it's it it gets really tough. But that's football, though. I mean, you know, you can have a really deep team and you can say like, oh, well, if the Packers lose one guy, they're they're in trouble. Well, that's that's at a lot of positions. Think about this. If they lose Aaron Rodgers, what is this, what does the season look like? You know, so that's just a reality there. But Jair is going to be needed. He's going to be needed because as well as Russell Douglas is playing, I guess my point is to, to finally bring it home is Russell Douglas has played well. Eric Stokes has grown up before our eyes. You have guys playing the right number of snaps when Kevin King doesn't have to be a full time starter on the outside. That's a good place to be. But if those guys can't, you know, but when you get to a conference championship game, look what happens. All it takes is one mistake. And it can be, it can even be Russell Douglas has been fantastic, but he makes one mistake against a really good wide receiver. And let me tell you, if a team's in the NFC championship game, they got really good wide receivers that are going to make cornerbacks look silly. And I don't want to see the same thing happen that happened last year. And they had a whole half of the game to mitigate it, but there was a really stupid touchdown that was given up at the end of the first half. And the deficit at the end of the game was less than seven points. So I rest my case. Um, that said, I'm going with a different player than you went with, Matt. I like the Jair Alexander, but I got to go with David Bakhtiari because of the NFC, NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers was under a lot of pressure. He still put up decent numbers, but Aaron Rodgers was under a lot of pressure. And that's the reason why we've seen the Packers seasons end a lot is because your best players don't play their best games. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn in the type of performance that he has during the regular season. My good friend and leader over at Game On Wisconsin, Jacob Westendorf, has said many times, the next NFC Championship game that Aaron Rodgers plays well in will be his first. He just does not play well. And I think a lot of it has to do with that pressure factor. There was no David Bakhtiari out there. They had Elton Jenkins, no David Bakhtiari. They didn't have their left tackle. They had to move Billy Turner around. And let's just give Tampa some credit. They had a really good pass rush, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. They were able to put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Of course, they had you know paper bags that were playing offensive line by the Super Bowl, so it wasn't that exciting on the Chiefs side of things. But you've got to have your best players. And now that Elton Jenkins is gone and he's not coming back this season, you go into that game with no, no David Bakhtiari and no Elton Jenkins, they can get by, the Packers can get by, and we're going to go through the rest of the schedule real quickly after this. They can get through this schedule, and I mean at Baltimore and some of their tougher games, playing Minnesota again, with guys like Yash Nyman, Billy Turner, the young guys on the inside, John Runyon Jr., Royce Newman, Patrick, Lucas Patrick at center. We don't know how long it's going to take Josh Myers to come back. And maybe we should have made Josh Myers part of our conversation too, uh, Matt, but I, I didn't. David Bakhtiari is going to be needed, and that's it, it, it just seems like it's as simple as bring him back and we're good. No, we're not. 
because this man has not played football in the last 12 months. I don't care how all pro he is. How is he going to come back and how is he going to play right away? There's not going to be any shortage of work, grinding, trying to get back and be ready. I think David Bakhtiari mentally is going to be ready and I think he'd still be very effective. But can he get his legs under him and can he be all pro? The good thing is his legs have gotten a rest. They're, they're, you know, his shoulders, everything else has gotten rest and he's going to be in really good shape. But he's three months behind everybody else in terms of how long they've been playing football and how long he's been playing football. So my that's my take is the offensive line and the protection. If Aaron Rodgers has time, then we have no excuse as to why they can't get to score enough points to win a big playoff game. If the defense is going to be what it's been and they're going to limit the points, they're going to keep the keep the score down a little bit. I didn't really enjoy some of the long pass plays that were given up this past week. That was frustrating. A little bit of miscommunication back there. Obviously, you can't have that. That's a big problem in the postseason, but we'll talk about that on another show. So, Matt, before we jump into the remaining schedule for the Green Bay Packers, any thoughts? You already gave some on Bakhtiari. Anything to add there? I just I can't see any other more important thing than making sure that the the engine of your team, because it's still Aaron Rodgers in that offense, isn't running on all cylinders, pun intended. I think you're you're spot on, and I think you kind of use this uh, part of this argument or part of this data to back my argument, but I'll kind of spin it on to your side too. It's like teams are different come the playoff time, right? Like teams get after the pass or differently. They scheme differently. And like, you have to be able to block and run the ball and keep your players upright. So like I said, like they haven't had too many problems thus far with keeping Aaron Rodgers, you know, off the ground. I mean, it's been pretty simple. He hasn't been sacked too much, but like that could easily change once you start playing higher competition. You mentioned the secondaries and the, or the receivers that are really, really good. And so did I, but like that could easily be the case um, come playoff time. So I could, I, I totally don't disagree with David Bakhtiari. Unfortunately, Zadarius Smith is the, uh, you know, the, the odd man out. Um, hopefully Z can get back as soon as possible and add to that, that depth. But I think pass rushes, I, it, it's, important for the Packers to have and I think they're getting it right now but overall I don't know based off how this team's operating if they're necessarily prioritizing how a pass rusher back as much as it, it we all probably would want I don't think it's overly that important to how the scheme is working because it seems like like you said it's working pretty damn well without it right now I just I, I want it on record you said it you always beat me to the punch because you're that good that's why we love having you on this team but it's different in the playoffs it's so different and you get to the NFC championship game and it's different, and the Packers know that, but it's got to, it needs to be different for the Packers. And this year, they finally have pieces that can make it happen. And it's, they've, they've got that opportunity, but health is, and, and it, it can change on a dime. And the offensive line, the other reason why I say David Bakhtiari is that argument I made about when you lose a, a good player, any team is going to be screwed. Well, on the offensive line, Matt, think about this. Even if David Bakhtiari does come back, you get a major injury to Billy Turner, uh, one of the guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if if Jake Hansen has to step in there and play, or if you know Braden has to step in there and play, there's a reason why those guys aren't starters. So it gets you know, the, in the we saw it last year when when Bakhtiari got hurt. It was they Jared Valdir, you know, hoping that the 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 Colts don't win a playoff game so that they they can bring Jared Valdir in. They brought him in and he promptly got COVID. 
and wasn't available to play in the NFC Championship game. So that's that's the offensive line. Just we we need all the need all those guys. We'd love to have all three of them come back, but I definitely think David Bakhtiari. And if I had to pick a second, I'd go with your guy Jair. Uh, he's my jersey on game day, so I got to give him some love. So. All right, so the rest of the schedule real quickly, Matt, here. The Packers have a week off, then they've got a Sunday night game at home against the Bears. Packers, Bears, it's the Dean Lowry Bowl because Dean Lowry only shows up big against the Bears every year. If you think about it, every time he has a big splash play, it's against the Chicago Bears. The Bears season is kind of teetering here. There was talk that their their head coach wasn't even going to survive Thanksgiving. I have to believe there was some truth to some of those rumors. The Bears are obviously not doing much this season. They're not going to go to the postseason Justin Fields will continue to maybe get some reps. I don't know how serious his injury is or even what the status is if he's going to play. It was Andy Dalton last game against the Lions. They barely beat the the, the Detroit Lions. So Packers-Bears Sunday night, Lambeau Field. I have absolutely, absolutely no concerns. It is on Sunday night football. Everybody will get a chance to see it. Any thoughts on that one? I'm sorry, which game were you saying? Wait, Bears... Bears Cardinals? Yeah, right. Bears Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah. My no. thoughts? No. Packers Bears. <laughs> oh, Packers Bears. Like, dude, there's no. Speaking of which, I do. Ho- I am going to be watching that game this week. I would love for to see an upset. I would love I would... to see an upset. I mean, obviously, the Packers need some help against Arizona. Could you imagine if it was the Bears? I mean, I was, I'm hoping for that. I mean, I am rooting for the Bears this week. But I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Packers Bears. It, anything can happen, dude. It's just like, OK, especially prime time. Like we've seen crazier things occur. I don't, I, I'm not overly sure on this bears team. Like I thought they were going to actually pretty decent with fields. David Montgomery hasn't really done anything. The offense is anemic. Uh, Khalil Max out. He has been even, uh, you know, after the Packers played him. I, however, it's still a divisional game. Crazier things have happened. We only beat them by 10 last time, which that's kind of ridiculous based off some of these other results we've had. Like, I, I think I, the Packers definitely win this game. It's not even not even close to me, but we'll see what happens. Maybe they can maybe Justin Fields can get some life in him at some point. But I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. The Bears still, you know. Then the following week, the Packers will go to Baltimore. This game was just flexed to the late afternoon slot, which is really good for those of us that don't live in the Wisconsin locale. That means we're going to get this one on TV. Packers-Ravens, AFC matchup, Aaron Rodgers versus Lamar Jackson. Ravens have resurged. They're back in the the conversation. In fact, I think they're currently the one seed in the AFC, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, it might be uh, New England again, but they're up there. The, The Ravens are absolutely up there. And this is going to be a tough one for the defense. Mobile quarterback, all those things. They've got receivers. They've got offensive weapons. they got a pretty good defense. It's an unfamiliar opponent. They haven't played there in a while. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to ask anybody to make any score predictions here, but I think this is the toughest game left on the schedule, Matt. Yeah. Now, you were looking at – I was looking at that Browns game earlier in the season, and I thought the Browns might be a big contender in the AFC, and that would be a really tough one too, and it was kind of a toss-up. I think this game at, at Baltimore – it's the last really tough game of the season. And if the Packers want that one seed, they really can't afford to lose any more of their games. Obviously, if you're going to drop one, you'd rather do it against an AFC opponent than an mm-hmm. NFC opponent. And the rest of the NFC games are all divisional games. So mm-hmm. they've got three divisional games and two AFC games here. So do you agree this is the toughest game left on the schedule? I think the Packers can be okay here, but it's their defensive stats. Dara Carragher put out that stat. I don't know if you saw it about the Packers red zone defense at home and on the road, it's polar opposites. They've actually been historically bad in the red zone on the road this season. So as good as they've been in the NFL, they're like one of the best 
in the NFL, they're having a historically bad red zone season on, on defense this year, even though they're putting up some of the stats that they have. So that doesn't really necessarily bode very well, but what are we, what are we thinking about this one? It's Rodgers and Jackson. I think it's a cool matchup. It's pretty unique. You don't see this very often for the Packers to play the Ravens. Um, I think the last time they did it was in Lambeau. I think it was at that game, and it was an absolute blowout. The The Ravens kicked the crap. I think it was the Brett Hundley-led Packers. Hunley. If it, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. They that got shut terrible. out. Yeah, it was a terrible game. Um, I bought my tickets in, like, June, thinking it was going to be a great matchup, and it wasn't. But uh, overall, I think, yeah, this is the toughest game left. Uh, like you mentioned, Browns looked like it was going to be a top one. The Browns have struggled a lot. A lot of that's due to health of that team. The weapons, uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield's been banged up, like I already mentioned. So, like that, it, unfortunately, that team is just in a tough spot where they would be. So, I, this is 100. percent It's a road game. It's the one of the two only road games left. We'll get to the final one, and we'll. It's obvious why that one's not as tough. Um, but I think this is the one they potentially could drop. If they drop it, that's okay, um, because based off of what the Cardinals schedule looks like, too, I think they, the Packers could afford to lose one. I think the Cardinals have a couple of tougher games down the road. But if you look at like the Bucks. Um, schedule the Bucks schedule is like super super simple it's it's wild so based off that if they do drop the Baltimore one that's fine that just means you have to win out um, but I think that's achievable but it'll be a fun matchup definitely in Baltimore that's a that's a crazy place to play three three o'clock game or three thirty game um, but Lamar Jackson versus the Packers like that that's 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 different because the last time they played him, like I'm saying, even when they sh- the, they shut out the Packers, like it wasn't Lamar. I would it was it Joe Flacco back it was then? I guess Flacco. I think it, it, so. Uh, a Lamar Jackson led team, even when he's has struggled, they can still pull off some W's and they got some weapons like you mentioned. Um, the running game is super super solid. Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman's having a decent rookie year. Mark Andrews is a matchup nightmare. And that defense, it doesn't really matter who's on the field, is always dynamic with all 11 guys they have out there. So it'll be a fun one. But um, yeah, it's honestly a coin flip for me at this point. I don't even really have a prediction. I just know it'll be a, it should be a tough game. Really curious to see what the line will end up being on that one. We've got a lot of time oh, yeah. before we'll know what that's going to be. Then the Packers come home. They'll host the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day, a late afternoon game, Saturday, December 25th. This one should also be on TV. The Browns have just not been what we thought the Browns were going to be this year. They've been disappointing. They haven't played very well. Baker Mayfield hasn't had a great season. Kevin Stefanski is familiar with the Packers, so you expect he's going to have a big uh, game plan. I mean, the Packers are the marquee game that every coach and every team wants to win, so jobs can get saved and people can elevate their careers and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're going to have a really tough game plan, and they've got a pretty good defense. I mean, they've got Miles Garrett, who is you know got one of the the – Biggest sack leaders over the past couple seasons in the NFL. So they're going to have something to say about how that game is going to turn out. But it's at Lambeau Field. It's on Christmas Day. It just almost seems sacrilegious that the Packers don't win that particular game. And especially if things don't go well the week prior, they can't afford to lose this game against the Cleveland Browns. So it's, again, an unfamiliar opponent. It's first time Baker Mayfield will take on Aaron Rodgers, Browns, Packers at Lambeau in a freezing cold December 25th. Game, Matt, the question is, are you going to this one? If you're not going to this one, how do you see it shake it out? Uh, odds are I'm not going to that one. It would be cool, but a Saturday Christmas literally cool. Day game, literally cool. Like, I'll be more than likely having family Christmas back home in Stevens Point, so I won't be attending that. I've never actually attended a Christmas Day game either because I don't know if that would be allowed. Uh, but I I just don't. I, like I said, the, the injuries too uh, – Conklin's out now too. He had that. They had that nasty injury. It was at last Thursday or whatever it was. He had the uh, patella, 
they're just a super banged up team. Like, I mean, the only the only scenario I see the the Packers losing this game, to be honest, is if Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb just go absolutely bananas. Kareem Hunt just came back from his first game this last week. He was kind of now splitting carries again with Nick Chubb already back in that rotation. So if they were to pound the rock a ton, that would be the only other way. But like the the receiving core is just so depleted. Uh, the the tight ends are they're decent, but like they're nothing to be too concerned about. The defense is really really damn good. You mentioned Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. They brought in. They got that rookie linebacker um, from Notre Dame. He's fast as hell. He gets all over the field. Denzel Ward, a couple other safeties out there. But like end of the day, the Browns are just they've underperformed. Um, but maybe they overachieved last year because they had an incredible postseason run and kind of the end of the year run um, under Stefanski. But I think they're kind of coming back to their. Um, I guess they're sea level at this point. So I don't expect them to lose. Uh, but like you said, anything could happen Christmas Day in, in Lambeau. Yeah, for sure. The Packers stay at home the following week. It's the first game of 2022. They host the Minnesota Vikings, the revenge game. It's another night game. Packers, Vikings, again, can't afford to lose this one. Got to finish the season strong. The Vikings may still be in the playoff hunt or may not be in the playoff hunt, depending on how things shake out at that point. So I expect them to come guns blazing, but it does sound like the complexion of this one has changed quite a bit as Vikings running back Dalvin Cook suffered an injury. I think it was a torn labrum, if I'm not mistaken, and it sounds like he's going to miss some time and may not be back in time for this one. So that'd be a huge break for the Packers. They have struggled to contain Dalvin Cook the last several times that they have played the Minnesota Vikings. And we know if Minnesota's not at their best, they may not necessarily put up as much of a fight. And I think Green Bay might might give a nice treat to the home fans to start off the new year. It's on January 2nd. I'm very much less worried about this one than I am on the road. It's kind of how it always goes every year. Never worried about the home game. They always take care of the Vikings pretty well, although they lost last year. But that road game is really tough. It's been the reverse the last couple seasons. They've played well in Minnesota, not as great at Lambeau. So they got to make up for it, and they got to finish strong here. This is the last home game of the regular season for the Green Bay Packers. They're obviously going to have what we assume is going to be at least one more home game in the playoffs. So it's not the last game that the fans will get a chance to see the Packers. But as far as regular season goes, it's it's a late game and it's um, it's a late game and it's in it's a night game and it's in January. So once again, mm-hmm. a lot of cold, a lot of cold games, a lot of late afternoon into the evening night games for the Packers late in the season. Another one here at Lambeau Field, Vikings Packers. Matt, do the Packers get revenge against? The purple, whatever you want to call them, people, purple people eaters. Yeah, sure. Well, that was that was back in the late seventies. They're not that anymore. Yeah. They're not that anymore. Uh, I think they do win this game. Um, Dalvin Cook's health or they not. being the Packers. Just they being be the Packers. Yes. yes. They being the Packers. Um, we, I guess, would be the Packers. They would be the Vikings. So we are going to win this game. But I think the Packers win this game. Um, it'll be I, this one actually might be one I try to go to. I haven't been to a game yet this year, which is weird. Normally I end up at a game. It just hasn't worked out that way. So this might be one I actually end up getting tickets for. Um, right now, it looks like it's one of the more expensive games, uh, which makes sense. Right. Sunday night rivalry versus minnesota always they always travel pretty damn well the lambo it's not too far across 29 to get here so um but i think the packers win i think like you mentioned like it, it, you split it with the with the uh with the vikings or at some point when the bears are halfway decent team you split with them or whenever the detroit lions can figure their life out we'll, we'll split with them but if you you can split with the vikings at this point with the caliber of team they have I think that's okay. Um, it will have to monitor how Delvin Cook's injury lasts. And you would hope in this game they would at least try 
to slow down uh, Justin Jefferson. And as we kind of talked about in the first you know, part of the episode, assuming J- Jair's back then, it would be awesome to see that matchup, to see if they're able to shut him down and let Stokes maybe cover him from time to time or cover Thielen. So that, that would be something I'd really be interested in once we get into Week 17. But I think the Packers win this game. It'll be probably the second uh, this and the Cleveland game will probably be the closest because I think they're both they're kind of in that same ballpark as is caliber of teams right now. But the way the NFL season's gone, like who knows what teams we're getting, especially come to the end of the season, um, especially with injuries and just the way the teams are trending. But I, I expect the Packers to win this one. But it, it, it'll definitely be it'll be, a, again, uh, just one of those rivalry games. It's always going to be tight. Let's try not to have ourselves get embarrassed by Justin Jefferson again, especially not at Lambeau Field. Some Packers have to have to get something done there because there was some. Really tough moments. He's a good receiver, but there were some tough moments. That long touchdown where Eric Stokes, I think it was Stokes, ended up on the turf near the end zone was just on the, on the touchdown throw. I think that was mm-hmm. Stokes, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was I think tough. So. That was tough. Absolutely tough, but I think the Packers will get that one done. And then they finish the season at Detroit. We've been here before, Matt. The Lions are winless, and if they're still winless, it's not going to be the last time the Packers are the last opponent on the Lions' schedule on their way to a winless season. They've got that tie against Pittsburgh, but they have not won a game by then. Are they still trying to bite ankles, as Dan Campbell said? Are they still trying to bite ankles and win a game and get one signature win against the Packers? Or have they folded it up and they don't care and Green Bay is going to boat race over them and it's either going to be Jordan Love from the jump or Jordan Love to finish it out as the Packers wrap up the 2022 regular or 2021 regular season I should say this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg in Williamsburg Virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, there's no way they lose this game, right? (laughs) Like you were talking about Jordan Love, too. It's like even if Love plays, I still feel like they could win this game. And it's all going to come down to like the other teams already mentioned, right? Bucks, Cowboys, uh, Cardinals, like where they're at as far as seeding and whatnot. I I imagine at some point, regard like I I got to think Jordan Love's get some snaps in this game. I really, really do. Like whether whether he's – I don't think he would start, but at some point he would do some mop-up duty if they're up a couple scores. And even if it comes down to a game where it's like really, really tight and it doesn't really matter as far as seeding, but you also don't want to give the the Lions their first win of the year. So it's going to come down if the Lions have had a win at this point. And if the Packers can improve their status. If if they can't and the Lions are – what would that be? One in fifteen going into the game, and the Packers are a hundred percent locked in at their playoff spot. I would assume that would be the number two at that point, because um, it would they would I think have to win to probably keep that number one spot, unless these other teams fell short. I, I could see like I could see Jordan Love starting, but I, overall, I think this is going to be a must-win game for them just to, to keep their head above water to get that number one seed or keep the number two, but. Unfortunately for the the Lions, it's it's going to be a tough tough home game for them. Um, 
and Dan Campbell for his first year. I really hope they get a win at some point. You never wish like and it, like I don't feel like this is one of the worst Lions teams they've had because I feel like they're 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 trying their best, which sounds hilarious. It sounds like a like a Pop Warner like a, a little league type thing. <laughs> But they're super – like, they don't have a lot of talent. Like, that's the really disappointing mm-hmm. part. Like, the talent they did have is all banged up. They've lost guys like Okuda goes down the first couple weeks. Uh, Swift's now banged up. They lost Quintus Cephas. Like, there's just guys across the board that have been injured. And, like, you feel bad for them. At some point, they maybe turn the corner with Dan Campbell. But it's a long, long uproad hill. And if – I guess if the Packers got to be – you know, put the final stake in them for them to go 0-17, like, so be it. But – you don't you don't really wish that on them. If it, it was if it was the the Vikings or the Bears, I would wish that on a power. But the Lions, I don't I don't really wish that on the Lions at this point. We have a little pity for those guys. Well, Jamal Williams sounds like he's the like workhorse tailback now, the <laughs> running back now. I feel yeah. bad, kind of feel bad for him. He's you know didn't end up back in Green Bay and they're having a good season and he's with the Lions and they haven't won a game and he's still playing catch with the fans before the games and I see that and I'm just like it's just such a big loss, such a big personality loss for the Packers not having him on the field, but. He's a workhorse, and you know he's going to come motivated and ready to play in that particular game. So I think the Packers do take take care of business there. I mean, I would like to see them win out. I mean, I think winning out is their best chance to get that one seed. They don't want to have to go to Tampa Bay to play in a conference championship game. Dallas looks like they're going to have an uphill climb to get back into that one seed conversation. Arizona's still in the driver's seat until further notice. So even though they don't have a history of winning, they've still not lost. They they. Didn't have Kyler Murray for a couple weeks, and they still still won some games. Now that was against Seattle, who's a dumpster fire this year, and some other games that were a little bit easier for them to win. But the the Cardinals only have to lose one more. And if the Packers went out and the Cardinals lose one more, the Packers have that head-to-head tiebreaker. And then have to hope that Tampa doesn't somehow edge them out come the end of the season. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's absolutely going to be a lot of fun. Well... We survived. Full disclosure, everybody. Matt and I were really struggling with what to talk about in topics, and we we made it through. We actually put together a, a typically sized show here in, in terms of content. So it'll be good to get back at it to go again, though, next week. We'll be back with the injury report ahead of the Packers' return to the field against the Chicago Bears. In the meantime, everybody, uh, as far as we go around the horn, Quick Slants podcast over Game On Wisconsin. I'll have another one out on Monday. Matt, I assume you guys are back with the final dump on Friday of next week, as usual. And we will be back for our Saturday show. Again, it'll be the injury report ahead of the Chicago Bears. And I'll have, actually, there, there will not be any, any write up, any post game write up for me this weekend because there's no game. So. That's it for the content, man. Thanks uh, thanks for another great show. Happy December. And that's all we got. Any final thoughts for the bye week before we sign it off? A lot of red zone this week. A lot of red zone. Yeah. Going to watch a lot of games. Uh, stress about my fantasy team. Going to go play some bets responsibly out at the casino. Uh, the sports book that just opened, so that'll be kind of fun. But other than that, dude, like it, no Packer game. It's like it's 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 nice to have where there's no game um you can kind of sit back you can't lose right you only can right hopefully improve your spot and other than that you just kind of do some chores around the house maybe you've neglected since end of august true true that very true that well everybody thanks for riding along with us very much appreciate as the weather is turning and it's getting darker sooner everybody stay bundled up stay warm most of all stay safe and go pack go
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.